Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans, and where the content is free. It's a bonus episode of the Jersnet Podcast for you this week. It's a, a preview show looking at the big game on Sunday, uh, Rangers against Celtic, in the fourth round, I believe, of the Scottish Cup. Uh, so we'll have a look at that, and we'll also have a wee look at uh, a couple of other wee things that have happened this week. Uh, as I say every week, guys, it's not just the, the, the pod that we have. We've got forums, articles, uh, there's a history archive on the website, all that kind of stuff. If, if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, then we would ask you to do that. We've got over, well, approaching four, four and a half thousand, uh, subscribers now. So please give it a, a subscribe and a like and put the word out there in social media. Uh, we're live tonight. It's a Friday night, but the, the pod will be available to download or stream on a variety of platforms as per normal, guys, from tomorrow. Uh, including the likes of Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the normal places where you get your podcasts. Uh, and now to bring in my guest for tonight, only one guest tonight, and it's uh, it's it's John McCallum. How are you, John? I'm good, mate. I'm good. All healed. I missed Sundays from an injury on Sunday. I got on Saturday, <laughs> so um, I was uh, I was out the game with the vaccine. So all better now. Thanks. You you look like you've joined the Haircut 100 Club. Did you manage to get to the bar? I'm the same. I got in, I got in Monday. Yeah, it's, it's great. Highlight it's, it's, the last three months. It's the most weight I've lost in years. I looked down and I thought, are you shearing a sheep? Are you that here? I don't even have that much to take off anymore, but uh, it was oh, coming. No, I didn't coming. think I did either, but there was uh, a fair bit coming a off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about the same as well. There was, there was, there was more grey there than anything else. Uh, I, we were speaking today, before we, we get into the nuts and bolts, uh, <laughs> we were speaking today that you, you've got a Rangers anniversary today. I, did, I didn't know myself. I, I only discovered when I, I saw... Um, is it on this Rangers day? One, the guy puts up some great stuff. I don't know who does it. And I discovered it is, I think we worked out it's the 43rd anniversary. Uh, no, no, no. I worked out. You told me it was 42 years. 42. Uh, so I, it turns I, I, out it's 43. I, um, I can't count. Um, but Which will come as no surprise to anyone no. who knows me. Um, but uh, I had the 43rd anniversary of my first ever Rangers game, which 43rd anniversary just sounds... Such a long time, terrifying. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It's yeah. absolutely horrible. And and John, Gregg's, John Gregg's testimonial, wasn't it? Rangers John Gregg's testimonial. Scotland. I was very young. Um, <laughs> can you can you imagine any Rangers player getting a testimonial against Scotland these days? No, I know. And, and I tell you what was funny was, as I said, I was very young. I'd be, I'd be seven. There was a first. My dad. My dad was a. a and I'm sure there'll be people out there, you know, who who know this. So for my dad's generation, John Gregg was a was a big hero. You know, John Gregg was a guy who, you know, spent his entire career at Rangers at a time when good Scottish players went south. You know, the good Scottish players went south, earned big money, became big stars. John Gregg stayed at Rangers and, and my dad um, and and thousands of men like him, you know, really admired John Gregg for all that. Um, and uh, and he, he, I remember reading, John Gregg was one of one of very few players to get a testimonial from Rangers. And it wasn't something that Rangers handed out easily. And uh, so it was John Gray's testimonial against Scotland, um, and he took me along. As I said, I was very young. I don't remember a lot about it, but I tell you two funny things. One, I was supporting Scotland uh, when I went along. I was supporting Scotland. I was seven. That's the end of this week's show, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I was about seven years old, and it was the run up to the Argentine World Cup, and yeah. I had just become football daft. Um, that was that was the kind of that was the kind of big awakening of in, in football for me, and I become football daft. And I was very excited to see Scotland play. Um, 
And um, sitting behind us, we were, in, we were in the main stand, and sitting behind us were John Robertson's family. John Robertson, the, the Notts Forest winger, who was yeah. playing for Scotland, were his family, and who clearly were all big blue noses, you know, who were clearly torn as to who it was they were, they were supporting on the day, their, their relative or Rangers. And of course, what's funny is, of course, is John, John Roberts went on to be assistant manager at Celtic. Celtic, yeah. Um, in, in later days. So, aye, uh, that was uh, 43 years ago. I phoned my dad to say to him, you know, I know what you were doing 43 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What was I doing? You know? so, um, aye, uh, happy days. No, well, you, you, you kind of provoked me. I, I mean, I can remember my first game, but I can't remember the day. And there's a bit of dubiety about it because I, I couldn't remember if it was 81, 82, or 82, 83, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, Stephen that does this sort of the, 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 Ranger, the Rangers archives. So it was Rangers against Morton and it was 3-1. That was the score. And uh, uh, Stephen's got a video for a game in the early 80s, around about 81, Rangers against Morton. But one, I don't think the game I went to was, ta- was televised because I would have watched it. You know what I mean? I would have thought, oh, let's see if I could see myself in the crowd and all that kind of thing. And the second thing is, and in, in, in the, the one that Stephen's got on his, his YouTube channel, the old centenary stand is there. And I am pretty sure. I was in the Copeland front that day uh, and the place reeked to pit. It was obvious the place was just built. You know what I mean? It was like gleaming when you walked in. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't you see? You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm sure the government was there by that point. So I've done a wee bit of digging the day. So I'm pretty sure it was the 1st of May, 1982. Uh, Rangers 3, uh, Martin 1. I think John McDonald got 2 and Bobby Russell. And we were saying this today. Only six and a half thousand at the game. Well, why? That's there you go. Problem, six and, a half and I was one of them. That's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming the season was probably done. First you know, of all, uh, eighty two. I wouldn't I, have been a good year for us. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we would have been in the Scottish Cup that year. Eighty two. Scottish I Cup think we played Aberdeen that final. Aberdeen was mm-hmm. that the four one game. I think the hammer design. I can't uh, remember, but I, we didn't win. We didn't yeah. win many cup finals around then. Is was my no. everlasting memory of that period. Well, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it might have been the season earlier, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that first of May, 1982. So that's what 39 years ago. So I'm, I'm old, John, but I'm not as old as you. And that's no, me. no, well, that's true. <laughs> and you like to tell me that. Um, that's okay. Anyway, it's, it's, we've brought in the young Friday night um, <laughs> YouTube audience. Oh, the it's young pops are loving this. Deals. They're loving it. They're loving it. Uh, right. Uh, but before we get into like Saturday's game, uh, sorry, Sunday's game against Celtic, which is obviously about a huge game, uh, you know, can be season defining, especially for, for that shower across the road. Uh, I, th- I thought we would have a wee discussion about the, you know, the, the Glenn Kamara, uh, Cudella stuff. So, yeah. you know, Cudella's, he's obviously found guilty of racism. I think that's the key thing that, that, that seems to be getting forgotten in all this. Found guilty. Uh, of, of racism, you know, handed a 10-match ban, which was the minimum punishment that UEFA could have imposed. Uh, Kamara was given a five-game ban. Uh, I think it's been reduced to three. Uh, but the fact the initial five-game ban was the maximum they could have given Kamara. And again, I, I know we had a wee bit of chat on this on the, on the WhatsApp. Uh, I mean, 10 games, you could say, you know, fair enough. I, I, I think you were saying, you know, he's going to miss the Euros and you know, at his age, he'll not, he'll not get another opportunity probably, and, you know, and that's fair enough. But, you know, when you consider other bands that have been dished out, uh, and and when you consider the opportunity that UEFA had to really hammer this guy, to really put the message out there, you know, that this sort of behaviour is unacceptable, it seems, you know, to, to hand out the minimum ban that they, they could hand out seems a bit of a... 
a cop out a wee bit, especially when you consider they tried to hammer Kamara with five games. Now, one thing I've noticed through all this uh, about the allegations about you know Kamara, Rangers have never denied it. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've I've kind of taken it for a while now that he, he did crack him, right? And fair enough, you know. What I mean, if, given what he said to him. Fair enough. I, I've got no. I'm, I'm not an advocate of violence. I, you know, I've, I've had my moments, but I, I'm certainly not one that would advocate. You know, punching somebody or anything like that. But given the circumstances, I think it's more to say that more than fair to say, sorry, that it's it's understandable that he's reacted in that way. Uh, and, I, and I would assume, given Rangers have, have not said anything public, that, that they accept that it happened. But that he got the, the five games initially, which was the maximum. It, just, it feels to me, and, and I'm trying to take. The emotion out of it, you know, because it's one of, you know, it's a Rangers player, it's, it's, it's our guy. I'm try, I've tried to look at the whole thing, you know, fairly subjectively and sort of, you know, just looking at it from the, the point of view of what he done and what kind of message that this puts out. And it feels fairly flimsy, in my opinion. It's a... I think you have to look at UEFA as an organisation and understand how broad an organisation they are. I actually, I'm actually pleasantly surprised they banned them for 10 games because I thought the whole thing would just get swept under the, the carpet. I thought they'll do nothing for three months and eventually they'll they'll quietly announce that he's been given, you know, two matches suspended or something. I just thought, you know, they, they don't want to get too involved in this. Um, I think when you see the reaction of Slavia and also... From what I've, I mean, you know, what I've read online, and it seems to be from the Czech president or a, a government minister, I know. Government, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you see that, and also as a when Saturday Commons magazine has a forum, and there's a guy who posts on that who lives in Slovenia, and he's he's quite knowledgeable about. He's he's an English guy, and he lives in Slovenia. He's lived there for a while, and he's quite knowledgeable about. He, he lives in Slovakia, not Slovenia. And he's quite knowledgeable about Czech and Slovakian football. And and he's been saying since this happened that, you know, nobody that he talks to who's involved in football, who's interested in football, thinks Cadella did anything wrong. You know, they don't see why this is a big deal. They genuinely see what what, what Roof did as 10 times as bad as what, as what Cadella did. As far as they're concerned, Cadella, you know, he called someone a name. What's the problem here? Roof broke some guy's job. You know, that's that's their view on this. And I suppose a country like the Czech Republic probably has as much clout in UEFA as Scotland does. Probably has more. And and we spoke about this on a pod um, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Culturally, a number of Eastern European countries, you know, they don't have um, they don't have the same views on what is right and what is wrong in terms of, of racism that you'll find in perhaps Western countries, you'll find in France or, or, or in the United Kingdom or Scandinavian countries. Um, and in the end, these people have a voice in UEFA. And so I am I was surprised they actually got, gave them 10 games. They should have banned them for the season. They should have kicked Slavia out. They'd done that. They would have sent a message out to every club you you know who's even considering doing that. Then everybody knows what happens. They haven't done it. This will happen again. Ten games is ten games is, is a I think is still is still a, a decent ban for someone like Cadell. You know, he'll miss the Euros and um he's 31, 32 now, I think. Um, you know, he's a, he's had a funny career. Um he was a journeyman player for most of his career, 
And Slavia signed him. The manager, Slavia, have got a manager who seems to be, you know, he seems to be a pretty smart guy. He seems to be a pretty good manager. And he seems to have turned him from just a journeyman Czech player, a guy whose career wasn't really going anywhere, into a Czech international. He's a first choice Czech international, isn't it? So he would almost certainly have, have played at, at this Euros, it's certainly been chosen for the squad. He isn't going to get chosen for the squad now. So I don't think his ban will fall there. They're just not going to choose him for the squad. Why would they? So his 10 games will be served as um, in Champions League or, or Europa League. Um, so he'll miss the Euros and he'll miss most, I would suspect, most of Slavia's um, you know, next season's European matches, whatever, whatever they are. So, you know, it's definitely a ban. You know, it's not, I don't think you can just dismiss it and say, well, you know, it's not very much. But it's certainly not as much as you would expect. But as I said, UEFA are a funny bunch. I, I, I looked up the UEFA website just to under, try and understand what, the, what these were about. And in the same announcement, if you have a look at the page, they've given a, a Russian referee who is involved in match fixing, they've given him a, a, a three-month ban, no, a 30-day th- ban. And there's two, two players for Salzburg. I'm going to say Salzburg. I might have got that wrong. An, an Austrian side. Um, two players for an Austrian side who have both failed drug tests. And, and they feel it's not like, you know, they've been, you know, they've, they just didn't turn up for the drug test or something. They have failed drug tests. They have been found to have um, a, a, a diuretic, a thing that's used to hide other drugs. You know, I think that, that cyclists use to, to hide the, the, the drugs away. So they've been found with that in, in their system. They both failed it. And they've been given three-month bans. So you understand that, you know, if it's a yeah. funny organisation and you can't help but feel that if Cadella had actually come out, um, said something bad about the Saudi royal family um, and refused to stand for the, 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 the anthem, that he'd probably been given a six-month ban. You know, they, they're, you know they're, they're a corporate body and they view what the sponsors want more than anything else. Um, and I, I think it's, uh, I, I'm, as I said, it's disappointing. He should have got a bigger one. I actually am pleasantly surprised he got the 10. And I do think 10 is a, a, a ten is a proper ban. You know, it's not as long as he should get, but it is a proper ban and it will affect him and it will affect his career. Um, as for uh, Kamara, I mean, I'm with you. You know, if he, if he stuck one on him, then good luck to the boy. Um, you know, he had it coming and I'm glad he did it. Three months ban will affect us, but you know it's um, you know I think I think it's worth the three month ban, a three week, a three, three game ban. Three game ban. I think it's worth the three game ban. I'm surprised you never got a three month ban. <laughs> <laughs> Given it's your effort, just just quickly, John, on on uh, uh, Slavia themselves, you know the, the, I'm surprised that they're not getting their arse seriously kicked in this whole this whole mess because I mean their reaction was it went from you know, the extreme, the absolute farcical. You know what I mean? And then when it was announced that he'd been found guilty, there was this sort of contrition of, yes, we're really sorry. And yeah, I mean, you're just like, well, it's a bit late, guys. You know what I mean? I've just came up with all this stuff for the last sort of three weeks saying it's nonsense, it's this, it's that. Uh, and, and making counter accusations. And yeah. I thought the way they conducted themselves was absolutely appalling. To me, the best way to deal with it would have, would have been, we're aware that our player has been accused of this. We'll not be making any other statement until after the investigation and, and any punishment, right? But no, they just boom, 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 constantly saying stuff. And then they come out with that totally sort of, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? How are they not getting dragged over the coals for this? Because their conduct throughout all this has been appalling. Yeah, I mean, again, 
you wait for a funny beast. Um, you know, they'll, they'll... Slavia, I, I was amazed at Slavia's reaction. Like you, I assumed Slavia's reaction will be, you know, we'll, 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 conduct, an, we'll conduct an inquiry. Um, we'll be saying no more until that's done. Um, like you say, they came out on the on the offensive all the way through. They they did their absolute best to muddy waters, to deny what was happening. They egged on their own support, who you know have been fairly appalling all the way through this. But yeah. I think this goes back. I think culturally, I genuinely think culturally they don't think they did anything wrong. I think they just think you know what that's part of the game. You called them a name, big deal. That's what they think. Um, and and I think that's why they've come out swinging. And I think that their, the contrition they've shown at the end, I don't believe it's genuine. I think that's something that UEFA have said to them. Right, you know, you get a 10-game ban, you accept it, you don't appeal, you say sorry, you move on. If you don't do those things, it's a 15-game ban. You know, I think that's been the uh, the context this is all in. Uh, just again, quickly, before before we move on to, to Sunday's game, and I know me and you have already had a disagreement about this. Uh, I mean... Uh, uh, it was hard to sort of laugh, given the seriousness of what happened, you know, with, with Kamara and all that kind of thing. But when I saw Roof's ban, I did, I did sort of laugh. I was like, four games? You know, and, and it all comes down to this, like, it, like you'd say to me after I'd said in a previous show that, you know, you know, if, if, if I was playing up front for Rangers, I would have went for that ball. I thought he was entitled to go for it. And sometimes you go for a ball and things happen. Right. I, I don't think there was any intent in that. I don't think he, he meant to, you know, smash his face, so to speak. But sometimes, you know, collisions happen. Uh, I, I, at the time, I was, I think in the modern game, yeah, it probably is a red card, but I think in years gone past, that would have just been accepted as a coming together. You know, he's went for the ball, he's went for the ball, and one of them's come out the worst. And so I was expecting, you know, for a red card, what is it, like two games or something like that? I'm not sure. It's either one or two games. And then to see that he got four, uh, I thought again. Now I've seen a lot of debate on this. I've seen some Rangers supporters saying that I force fair. I've seen others saying it's a joke. I'm on the. I'm leaning towards it. It's a joke side. I, I I feel for Ruth in this because I always feel that intent is sort of nine tenths of the law in these situations. And I think he was genuinely going for the ball. He actually won the ball uh, and just happened to collide with the guy uh, after it. So I think I think four games is a bit harsh. It could have quite an impact on us because yeah, we've got two qualifying rounds for the Champions League. So that's him. He's he's basically out that. That's say four games. He's out that. So a pivotal player that that, that we could miss, and it could be a costly ban. Uh, but I know you're going to come in and say he should have got a bigger ban than Cadella. You know what I mean? Because you you're <laughs> <laughs> because you thought you thought it was an act of absolute disgusting. <laughs> Thuggery. I think it's most people who, you know, most people who watch this or listen to this will understand that, that you watch quite a bit of junior football. And I'm sure in the junior game, that kind of challenge is probably just waved off as high spirits. <laughs> um, look, I agree with you. I think he went for the ball. I, you know, I, I think he went for the ball. I genuinely think he went for the ball. But if you've got your foot up, at head height in that kind of situation, you leave yourself open to, um, you know, dangerous. You can't have your head, your foot up in any, I mean, anywhere on the pitch as a foul. Um, you know, you, but, you but, just can't. But, 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 but what does that say then about, 
that the rule that you can kick the ball that high, but only if no one's within that area, within the vicinity. Like if someone, I can remember Carlson Ruminiger getting a fantastic goal against us, rule rule offside it when he, when he played against us for Inter Milan. It was an overhead kick, and it's it's arguably the best overhead kick I've ever seen because he. It's hard to describe. It's on YouTube, but just go and see it. What he does is is is, is outrageous. Better than it, it comes across, and it, 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 it normally we overhead kicks to let it go across to their other leg, right? But he doesn't do that. He's at an angle, and he catches it with the leg on on, on his right foot. It's came for the right, and totally changes the 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 direction of the ball to the to the other corner. And he himself has said it's the best goal he's ever scored, and it broke his heart. When it was ruled off, it was ruled off <laughs> because big, big Dave McPherson stuck his head in. <laughs> and so, what does it say about the rules? You know, do we maybe need to say, well, you can have your foot that high, or you can't have your foot that high? You can't have your foot that high, Colin. That, that rule already exists. But you can, if you have your foot up that high, then there's going to yeah. be a foul. But if, if if you go that foot that high and no one challenges you, it's fine. Well, it's not dangerous play then. If I throw a left but hook, then, then, then there's it becomes, nobody around. The rest yeah, of but, then, then it, but, but then it becomes aware about the, the player not being aware that there's well, anyone you around. Know, man, well, okay, look, I'm not here to slag off Roof, but okay. he's a professional football player, so he needs to be aware of who's around him. He should be aware of who's around him. And you know, I don't think he went to do the goalie, but at the same time, I don't think he minded if he did. <laughs> you know, I think it was a case of you know, I'm not out to deliberately do you, but you you know. You know, I'm not backing out of this. So, you know, uh, which is fine. I think I want that in my centre forwards. You know, I think I want my centre forwards. I want every goalkeeper in the SPFL to have watched that and think, eh, maybe just going a half pace <laughs> slower when Roof's coming through. And I suspect Roof thinks that too. I have no problem with that. But I also think, yeah, you know, I think we need to take our light blue glasses off for just a second and say, had that been the other way around, and the Rangers keeper, you know, came out for the ball and, and you know, ended up being stretched off because a player had gone in with his foot that high. I think we would be expecting there to be more to that than simply a sending off. I don't think Roof can complain too much. Um, it, it's just my opinion. I, you know, it's a big blow for the club. Yeah, right. You know, if, if Morelos leaves in the summer, you know, Roof is... You know, Roof is really our, our, our first choice number one then, and arguably is our first choice number one, you know, when he's fit anyway. I think before he's he's kind of injury, um he uh, it, you know, his kind of injury he got in the autumn then. I think he was our first choice number one. So he's a big blow. And Champions League qualification will be very difficult. You know, we'll be playing against you know better sides than we have been playing against um in, in Europa League qualification. So it will be hard. He will be a big miss, as will as will Kamara. Um but you know, I think I, I don't think I, I don't feel we can complain too much about that. I think it was dangerous play. Okay, I'll let you have the last word on that. Uh, right before before we move on to Sunday's game, uh, I'll highlight the, the the Rangers picks our partners Rangers picks. So if you fancy the opportunity to win the share of a thousand pound and play Rangers picks, the official Rangers pick'em game, which is available to play for every Rangers match, uh, it's totally free to play. All you have to do is visit www.rangerspicks.com, complete a series of questions about the game on Sunday, and I'll give yourself an opportunity to win a share of a thousand pound. The more fans that play, the more money the club gets, which is obviously good. You have to be over 18 to play uh, terms and conditions apply and as always with these things guys please play responsibly can I just say John I think that's the first time I've ever gone through the Rangers picks things without 
make an arse it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's that that that's, that's a plus, that and, and I'll certainly take it. Yeah, I'll take that. So hopefully that's an omen for for Sunday. So on Sunday, uh, John, huge game. Uh, you know, Celtic. You know, their, their season's a disaster already. Uh, and this is their sort of last opportunity to win something for us. You know, our record in the cup competitions of, re- of recent years anyway has, has been fairly poor. So, you know, we've already got the title wrapped up, obviously, out of the Europa League. Uh, other than sort of trying to finish the season undefeated, this is the sort of main main thing we want to do. Yeah. So the, pre- the press conference today, first thing that sort of made me ears prick up, it was about Ryan Jack. Uh, so Gerard announced, he, he kind of framed it, good news and bad news, good news. We've got to the bottom of the problem. We know what it is. An expert's seen him. He's going in for an operation. Bad news is, out for the rest of the season. And I think maybe a bigger blow for the boy. Uh, it'll miss the Euros. And, I, I, you know, I obviously want to see Ryan Jack play for Rangers. I'm, I'm not overly concerned about him playing for Scotland. But when you consider Scotland's record of qualifying for major tournaments, you know, this could have been his, his, his only crack at it. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a big blow from... So, I, I mean... Uh, I mean, we've spoken about Ryan Jack before, and it, it's, you just have to feel from you know. I mean, he's he's been in and out for pretty much since he signed for Rangers. You know, we've said this before; he was a sort of six games in, three games out kind of guy. The season that we really kick on and and, and win it has been the season he's been you know he's been most blighted with this injury, and to to make it even worse, it's you know it's it's, uh, it's ended his hopes of playing in a major uh, tournament in the summer. No, it's a it's a big blow for for him personally, but. I think Gerard was right. You know, the, the good news is they seem to have figured out what it is that's causing it, and and hopefully they can fix that. And you know, hopefully that means he's got many more good seasons ahead of him. But uh, it's a big blow. I think the biggest, I think the biggest compliment you can play to Jack is that he is, when fit, he is a a guaranteed starter for Rangers. Um, you know, with McGregor, Tav, Goldson. And I think Jack is probably, you no, know, Barisic as well, but Jack is then probably the only other guaranteed starter, I think, um, in, in the Rangers team. Kent, Kent's probably a guaranteed starter as well um, when fit. But I think everybody else knows there's another person after the position, but I think when he's fit, Jack's a guaranteed starter. And I think that's the biggest compliment you can pay him. So it's a big blow. Um, if a blow on Sunday, you know, they're his kind of games. He understands um, those that type of game. He understands what's going to be at stake. He understands what the Celtic support will be thinking and what their players will be up for. So um, he is a big blow from that perspective. Um, I'm just, you know, as that, yeah, missing the Euros, I agree with you. I think that is, that from a personal perspective, that's a problem for him. Um, you know, if it means he's back fit a bit sooner for us, then great. Um, you know, I don't have any particular issues with that, but uh, it's certainly a blow for, for Scotland and for Rangers. Um, very disappointing. Are we approaching, you know, the point of if, if this doesn't fix it, there might be a decision it needs to be made at some point in terms of Ryan Jack? I think if it doesn't fix it, the, the decision isn't for us to make. The decision's his own. If it doesn't fix it, then I think he has career issues. Um, you know, that, that he's, for, again, this is something that we've spoken about for a while. It's something that's been, you know, we've murmured about recently, uh, you, know, you know, can you can you have a player in your squad that's out as often as Jack is? Um, you know, if this, if they haven't got to the bottom of it, if the op or whatever it is that's going to happen to him doesn't fix it, if he comes back next season and this and it's the same problem he's having, um, then you know that they're well. The club has a, 
club has a duty to try and make the man fit. Um, you know, you have the duty from a human perspective, you have the duty from a business perspective. He has an asset, you want him um, performing to the best he can. Um, you know, let's just hope that they can do that. Um, my always worry with, with these guys is players who, who, you know, who've had this kind of problem, you know, they, they're out for a long time, they come back, they're always prone to picking up other wee niggles yeah. and strains and, and, you know, Jack's now, what, late 20s, um, he should be at the absolute prime of his career. Um, it, it's a shame. But, you know, all we can do is put our faith in the medical people and hope that they know what they're doing. They've found the problem. There's also, I always think there's a psychological effect as well. You know, do, do, do they trust their bodies as much? You know, I mean, do they, they, they push it as much as they would, they would want to push it? Because I, I think I'd, I remember Peter Lovencrans being a bit like he, mind, he always used to have hamstring issues when he first arrived. And there was a period at Rangers when you just felt it was never going to, he was capable in terms of his full speed that he was holding off just a wee bit because he just felt he didn't he didn't trust his hamstrings. Uh, and, and and that's a wee bit of a worry. But I mean on on the plus side, uh, moving on to Jack, uh, an update in Tav today as well, and that seems positive. Apparently trained yesterday, non-contact, so other players within the, 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 the game were told, you know, let them have the ball and all that kind of thing. I think he was going into a contact session today and, and doing it again tomorrow. And Jen had sort of suggested that if he came through that, he would there's a good chance he might feature on Sunday, although obviously it depends how it goes. But I mean, whether or not he plays on Sunday, I mean, I personally thought that we were only going to see Taff until you know he was lifting the trophy on the fifteenth. Mm. Uh, so that's positive, you know, because it does feel. I mean, as well as Nathan Patterson has been playing, it does feel we've kind of missed him a wee bit on that right hand side. Oh, missed him enormously. We re- we really missed him against Slavia. Yeah, as we we really noticed him because. It- Everything was having to come down one side and we lost all balance. We didn't have a right-hand side. Um, uh, you know, with Patterson's a, a decent prospect, but he can't cross like Tav does just now. Um, you know, he's not got the dead ball ability that Tav has. Um, it's, all, it's great that he can bomb forward. It's great that he's got good control. But until he can put in the crosses that, that, that Tav can put in, then, you know, he isn't. He isn't going to get into the side ahead of Tav. Um, so the only question over whether Tav should play or not is whether he's fit or not. You know, there is no doubt in my mind if he's fit, he plays. Um, you know, uh, you know, Parsons played well, but but Tav's a much better player. I, 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 I couldn't see him starting. I must admit. I think if he's making an appearance on Sunday, it'll be from the bench because I just don't think he's got enough games. Enough. You know, what I mean, he's not had enough football recently to to start a game. How long's he been out? Four weeks. Aye. Yeah, it's not that long. I mean, he's a he's a fit player. He's a fit guy. Um, you know, he's not a guy carrying any weight. He's not a guy with a history of injuries. You know, I imagine his his overall fitness is is pretty high. You know, a big part of his game is getting up and down the pitch. I don't know. I, well, when you consider when you consider what's at stake, you know, this is the season. You know, if we lose on Sunday, season's over. You know, we've got four friendlies and then that's it. You know, we, we all go away for the summer. Um, and for Celtic, it's their entire season. Their entire season is 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 resting on that game. Um, aye, I think if I think I think if I even thought he was eighty percent fit, I'd, I'd I'd probably play him because he brings a lot to the side. You know, he's he's a very influential player. Uh, on to the other fullback, Borna Barisic, he was wheeled out today for press duties. He was. <laughs> 
it was quite scaring of uh, John Kennedy's comments that you know Celtic were still the best best side in, in, in Scotland. John Kennedy's came back saying, "Oh, they were taking it in context," but. It's kind of hard to take He's them out of context. On the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to take those words out of context. We are the best team in Scotland. You know what I mean? It's like, really? What uh, did you really mean, John? Yes. Yeah, what did you really mean? You've, you've got the best group of players, but you didn't win anything? Uh, aye. So, I mean, it's, I mean, some, sometimes I'd rather players didn't get involved in this and comment, but I must admit, I quite enjoyed them coming out saying, uh, you know, it was it was a bit of an insult and, and, and it was laughable and all that kind of thing. He's, I, I, the one thing that I came across from Paul is he has the most terrifying voice of any man I've ever heard. I know, it's a horrible <laughs> voice, isn't it? <laughs> God, how deep is your voice? He's got a career in sort of doing voiceovers in horror movies when he's finished <laughs> he with does. angels. Like, you know what I mean? It's horrible. Wow, that is some voice you've got. I mean, he must just need, because he looks like this... I've always thought he kind of looks like this kind of really pleasant guy, and then he speaks. You're like, oh, Jesus, you're a killer. <laughs> um, but that aside, yeah, I was surprised he was drawn on it, but I thought he handled it pretty well, actually. I mean, I, you know, he said what we're all thinking, which is, yeah. what on earth was Kennedy thinking saying that? That was a <laughs> mental thing to say. Um, I think that showed his inexperience. I think that showed why he's not going to get the Celtic job as well, um, because it, it was a strange thing to say. Um, and I suspect every Rangers player read it. And thought, oh, I is that what you think? Okay, I hope that's what happened. Um, yeah. But it was a strange thing to see. I thought his retort was the funniest joke I've heard this year. Was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, part of, me, part, part, well, part of me wonders. See, with John Kennedy, a lot of what he said, I, I sometimes think it's maybe coming for somewhere else. You know, what I mean, that it's coming. You know, we're, we're reaching season ticket renewal time and all that kind of thing. And and, and something tells me that everyone, not maybe not everyone that you're saying, but a fair amount of it. Is, is coming from somewhere else, but I don't know. But I, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Borna sort of, you know, tearing strips off him. And as you say, hopefully the players, and Stephen Gerrard will use that on Sunday as motivation, you know, because there has because the league's been won, you know, six weeks ago. Now, it, it does feel that there's been a bit of a tail off and something like that. Is maybe Definitely. just the, the wee spark to, to start the fire that we need. I mean, speaking about Sunday, John, I mean, I don't know about you. I, when the draw was made, my, my son was at me and says, what do you think? And I was like, well, in my lifetime, it, it, it feels that whenever Rangers get Celtic in the Scottish Cup, the semi-final or the final, we nine times out of ten win it. If it's in the earlier rounds, uh, my experience has been that, that, that they win it. Mm. And uh, I'm sure I read somewhere, I might be wrong here, I'm sure I read some someone saying on Twitter that's like the 60s since Rangers last beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup outside the semi-final or the final. So, you know, that put a wee bit of fear in me. I thought, oh, no, you know, this isn't this 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 isn't your territory. This isn't what we're good at. And then I started I started making comparisons between, you know, when when we were going for the ten and and you know in Celtic's effort now, both went out of the League Cup fairly early on to teams that they should have beat at home. We went out to I think it was Dundee United. They've obviously went out to Ross County. Both had disastrous European campaigns, uh, and and we went to Celtic Park in the Scottish Cup that year and beat them. But, but you know we lost the final at Hearts, yep. and they're coming to Ibrox now. It's, it's, it's almost like complete role reversal, and and, and both teams lost the ten at Tannadice. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's 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 just like I'm I'm ticking all the boxes, thinking, well, what's going to happen here? The Celtic are going to come here on, on Sunday and win, and then 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 lose the final because that, that's what happened. You know, uh, uh, twenty odd year ago. So uh, how do you feel about Sunday? I'm, I must admit. 
I always try to be positive, but I've just got a wee bit of fear about this one. No, one of the great things about football is the utterly incomprehensible nonsense that you just said there makes perfect (laughs) sense to me. Makes perfect sense. I'm sitting there, I'm nodding along thinking, God, he's dead right. It's exactly what I'm. That is absolutely a sign. Yeah, yeah, I'm now so worried about it. Um, And and that's what that is the truth about it. You know, we, we look for. We look for signs. We look for for things to 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 give us either hope or to put us off or or yeah. you know something that kind of and and the simple truth is we have a better team than Celtic. You know we we have a better team than them, and if we turn up and play to our best, and they turn up and play to their best, we'll win. And that's what we need to do. And um. I'm nervous because I'm always nervous before a Rangers Celtic game. I don't particularly enjoy them. I enjoy them afterwards. There's been occasions where, you know, we've coasted it and you've been enjoying it from, from fairly early on. But generally speaking, I don't enjoy it until after the game. Yeah. I find them, you know, you, you, you get too emotionally involved in them. At my age, I should know better, but you never learn. So I, I, I don't think I'll enjoy this one. Um, but I'm hoping I will enjoy it to the end. Um, because I, I do, I genuinely think if if we turn up and we play our game and we haven't been playing it recently, you know, we've not been, we've just not been as slick as we need to be. Um, as I said, we've missed Tavs, so I think everything's having to come down the the, the left. Um, whereas when when Tavs fit, you know, you've got both wings coming at them, and they don't know where they, you know, they they can't overload them, which is what they did in the game at Parkhead. I thought they kind of overloaded and, and managed to keep Donner kind of quiet. And, um, and knowing that Balogun wasn't really going to be able to um, cause too many problems down the other side. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. They've still got some decent players, you know, for all they've had a poor season. You know, the guy, Edward, is a, he's a good football player. He's a decent centre-forward, Colin. And, and if, um, you know, if we give him the space and the chances we gave Hibs last week, you know, well, we might have some problems. Um, so, you know, we'll need to play better than that. But I expect we will. You know, surely to God we're... We've been focusing on nothing else all week. Um, you know, let's go out and make a statement. Let's go out and just remind them who the best team in the country really are. Yeah, I, I, mean, it. I, I mean, I think it, it, since the, the the Prague game, I felt things went. I think that was a bit of a bloaters, you know, and it, it kind of took the stuff in it. Was, you know, we've still been performing well enough to to get results and all that kind of thing. But you're right, there is there has been a wee bit of an edge, uh, put you know, taken off as a wee bit. Uh, before we wrap things up, John, uh, in, in terms of team selection, I mean, I've 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 got a team in my head. Uh, what I think you might go with. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, not until today. I think the back four was was pretty much set in stone. You know, uh, you would have Patterson at right back. Uh, obviously, the injury to Balogun, so you, you would imagine it would be Hollander and Goldson uh, and 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 Bormer. Tav might change that. Obviously, with him with him being a bit fit, the middle three. I mean, I think Davis and Kamara will come in. I think he's going to, going to go with Arfield and push uh, Aribo one up and have Morelos and Kent. What do you think? Yeah, I hope so. I hope that's his, his team because I don't think Aribo is a midfielder. No, that, that, that's my biggest fear with Aribo. He doesn't track his runners. No, he's a great player and he could, he could dribble around 20 boys in a phone box. But there's, there's been too many occasions this season when, when I've seen runners coming in with no one on them and Aribo's 10, 15 yards behind them. And I just think Arfield's more disciplined in that, in that, in, in that position. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's the team I would go with. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it'll be a battle in midfield. I mean, I think Celtic will come out. You know, I think I think Celtic will try and play physical. Um, uh, so I think and I think Arfield's better suited to that. Arfield's not in great form. I don't think his form has been great since he came back from injury. Um, but you know, hopefully that's um, not going to be an issue. Um, so then it comes down to: Do you play Roof or do you play um, Aribo? I think he'll play Aribo. Uh, I think he'd be, he'll go Aribo, Morelos and, and Kent as well. Um, and and I, I like it. I think Aribo can work in a midfield if we're going to have a ton of possession and we're trying to break down a packed defence. Then I think Aribo basically then works as a kind of fourth attacker and you get two sitting defend, two sitting midfielders. Yeah, yeah. Against Celtic though, you know, they'll have possession, they'll have attacks. You know, I think we need um, we need three three proper midfielders. Um, and um, and then you know we have guys then on the bench who can change the game. Um, so I think it comes down to roof for Aribo. That's my that's my, that would be my team as well. But you know one thing about Gerard is he's bold. Yeah, you know Gerard's bold. He's not he's an attack minded coach. You know you and I we have, we come at this from the Walter Smith school of. Is there any more set of halves we can get to that side? Walter, I mean Walter, I mean Walter Smith would always throw in a curveball in these games. There would always be a name, and sometimes it'd be like. You know, somebody, <laughs> some guy you played for this. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just flung in. You know what I mean? Mm. Let's see what this guy's got. Uh, and uh, and part of me does wonder if 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 he might go with right. You know what I mean? Uh, David David Dren made an interesting sort of uh, suggestion last week. You know, Kent on one side and and right on the other, and that sounds interesting. But I mean, I don't know if Sunday would be the game to try it. No. But as you say, he is quite bold. And he, he might just try and, and, and throw a curveball, but I'm I'm fairly certain that the team that I've went with there is is is, is roughly what it all looked like. Yeah, I think that's probably our strongest team just now as well. Um, I think he also likes Aribo for his height. I think Aribo then adds something both defensively at centre pieces, but also um, attackingly. You know, he's a, he's a big man, um, so I, I think he, he brings something to more to the team then. Um, I don't. I don't think Wright's going to start. Well, Frank, if he didn't just, start against Hibs. He's no starting against Celtic. Well, Frankie's just pointed out that he went with, with Kent and Barker at the game at Celtic Park. So you never know. The game we won two 0 So you never know. They do. They, they, the two of them would offer pace, and I'm, I'm starting to doubt my team now. Anyway, yeah. right. So right before we go, I, I'm assuming you'll be watching it. Are you subscribed to Premier Sport? The, mo- the most subscribed. the most r- ridiculously <laughs> named sports channel. <laughs> In the history of sports channels, well, you know the Premier League has uh, the Scottish Premier League uses that word as well. So, um, no, I, I don't have Premier Sports, um, so it will be a dodgy stream, or I'll figure out how a VPN works, and and we'll be telling Rangers I'm living in Malaysia or someplace like that. I but, think, but, um, but of course, you're, you're not admitting that live in air. You know, I mean, that's no one's listening. No, I mean, no, we lost no, no. them all early on, <laughs> but we started talking about. Michael Rumenegger and Carol Hines Rumenegger rather and, and, and John Gregg. John Gregg's testimonial. <laughs> it's just been Frank in the background going, stop, stop. <laughs> Shut up. The There's theory. people on TikTok making videos about you too now. On that note, I think we'll call, we'll call it right, John. What's your, uh, hang on, what's your score prediction? Oh, I don't like doing this, John. I don't. I'm, I'm, I just, because I never get it right. I do. Well, I'm not I, I, you put money on it. No, I know, but I, I just feel when I predict something See what happens a lot of the times if I keep it to myself, I'm right. The minute I'm, right, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, the minute I, and I was I've just got about that, to say that. Uh, the, right. minute, the, the minute I've, I've, I've voiced it, it, it seems to go pear shaped, and and so the, the paranoid sort of 
superstitious person that I am. I'm just like, right, you know what? I'm saying nothing. You know what I mean? So, uh, aye, I'm not going to... I agree with you in the sense that if both teams bring their A game, Rangers will go through. Uh, but it's 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 it's, it's, whether it's all do. dependent. It's whether we do that. Plus, who's the ref? Uh, is it no Bobby Madden? Is it? Oh, God, nah. get home. Oh, you know, yeah, you're no, picking no. them, <laughs> I'm at the stage yeah, now. Don't up. care. They're all shite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'd yeah. be abandoned after ten minutes or something. Then I. Uh, okay. okay. Anyway. Right, right. right. Well, let's hope we're smiling on Sunday night. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say who's on Sunday night just now in my, my closing spiel. Uh, so a big thanks to John there. That's, that's us for the preview show for the, the Celtic game on Sunday. Uh, join us on Sunday night. It's David Wren, uh, Alex and uh, Chris Jack on Sunday. Uh, so they'll be covering everything about the, the game on Sunday. Uh, so join them. In the meantime, get yourself over to the JersNet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. As I said, again, a big thanks to John. Until Sunday, guys, stay safe, look after yourselves. I hope you've all enjoyed the travel restrictions getting lifted today. I was up at health. Great fun. Uh, bye for now. <laughs>